Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my love. Happy New Year. Today, I'm going to be sharing three mantras for 2023. So as you know, every December, I do a reflection of the previous year. I look at the highs, I look at the lows, I extract the wisdom and the lessons. And based on that reflection, I set the tone and set my goals for the following year. Now, this year, I decided to also add mantras. And to me, this will be like affirmations and statements that I'm going to be placing around my home in prominent areas that I can look at quite often to really ground me into the present moment and really remind me of who I am, what my values are, what I stand for, and keep me on purpose. So I'm going to be sharing three of them that I think may resonate with you, and I'm also going to share why these are my mantras, okay? So mantra number one is excellence does not require perfection, So the reason this is one of my personal mantras is that I'm a recovering perfectionist. I am so much better than what I was before. And I do understand where some of this came from. I know it was partially from childhood trauma of not having my needs met, not feeling good enough, being criticized, and I never felt like what I was doing was enough. And then as I progressed and I got into a career in higher education, That was also an environment where there was a very high standard. So not only was I held to high standards, but then I held myself to even higher standards. And I literally gave myself anxiety. So one of my jobs, I was the strategy manager and I had to write high level reports. So I would read government documents and white papers, and then I would write an executive summary of maybe three, four pages sometimes summarizing really complex ideas and that were hundreds of pages and I had to summarize them into three, four pages. And the grammar that was expected in these documents was perfection. The period needed to be where it needed to be, the commas, you know, it had to be just perfect. I was submitting these papers to PhDs and very intelligent people and it made me anxious about thinking about if I submitted a paper and there was poor grammar in there. So that kind of perpetuated this like perfectionism tendency and then now in my business where I'm required to show up on social media, I can still see those tendencies there. And the reason that this is my mantra is I've gotten so much better at it, but the idea of something being perfect is such an illusion. So let's look at the definition of perfect. It reads, having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics as good as it is possible to be. Like, 
oh my gosh, how ridiculous. And we are all individual people. So let's say I work on something to the level where I think it's pretty near perfect. If I put that out into the universe, there's going to be a cohort of people, regardless of how perfect I think it is, that will have something negative to say about it. Basically, the idea of something being perfect is an illusion. There's no such thing because we all have different opinions. It's the same thing how we can't say that there's one woman in the world who's universally the most beautiful. That is going, that's a completely subjective thing. Well, so is your work and how you show up and the way you run your business is subjective. So for me, it's really grounding into if I want to be excellent at what I do, it is less about it being perfect and polished and much more about how I show up, the energy in which I show up rather than the end result. Now, don't get me like confused here. I'm not saying that throw anything up there. I also think that just... Um, producing for the the fact of producing and I know this is may go against what other you know people in the industry will say and social media experts etc but I think just throwing up things and just seeing what lands consistently without really going back and seeing what landed and making those tweaks and changes to your brand and to your messaging and just keep just throwing up content just for the sake of throwing up content I feel like you lose people and then your work cannot be looked at in a high regard. So I think there is a balance. But for me, I'm definitely not the person that just throws a bunch of crap up, but I am the person that could sit there and um and ah on things. And that is detrimental to where I want to be in 2023. Okay, number two, the second mantra is stand up for what is right, even if it means standing alone. So if you know me, And if you follow me on social media, you know that I often talk about things that are controversial and I speak into things where some people will agree with me and some people won't won't agree with me, but I believe that I need to speak up for the voiceless. So if I feel like there's an injustice, I feel an obligation to, and not an obligation in the negative sense, but in the positive sense, like if I am powerful enough to have a voice, then I need to use it to serve the world. And if that means stepping on some toes, then I'm willing to do that. And if that means I'm going to be standing alone until it becomes a consensus, because often it's the people at the beginning who say, hey, something's not right. They're often judged and ridiculed until the masses realize it's, oh crap, this isn't right. And then everybody is like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, we don't agree with this. But the people who say this is wrong at the beginning are often ridiculed. And I'm okay with that. And I feel like if I do it and I'm not afraid to get criticized, then I'm empowering other women to do the same. Because what I often see is beautiful, loving, amazing women not using their voices because we have been programmed to be seen and not heard. And when we have that programming, it makes us afraid on some level to be seen. It makes us afraid to definitely to be judged and to be looked at as the you know thing that everybody, you know, we've talked about so much in the personal development 
uh, space is the good girl programming. You don't want to be looked at like you're a bad girl or like you don't care about others or that you are a mean person. It is one of, I think, women's biggest fears is to be looked at like they don't care and they're not being mindful and considerate and nice, like in air quotes, nice, right? Um, And because they don't know how to use their voice and that's only because they haven't practiced and that's the thing right that's the catch-22 it's like I want to speak my truth but I don't want to offend others so then I'm gonna say nothing at all but do you see that we need your voice to progress the conversation we need your unique voice to progress these very important issues in the world. We need more mothers speaking up, more women, more female voices that are in the feminine to be using their voices. So we have to be willing to be misunderstood and to, oh my God, be viewed as abrasive, maybe rude, maybe whatever it is, because you're not going to find your voice immediately. You're not going to sound refined. You're not going to sound eloquent. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to speak something that speak about something that you're super passionate about without maybe even coming across a little bit aggressive at first, but you have to be willing to come across a little bit aggressive at first to know where to tweak and how to pivot and how to, you know, like find the right language and the energy and your, your posture and your grounding and your embodiment so that your voice does come out powerful and eloquent and loving and soft and inclusive later. But you have to first be willing for it to be clunky and, and awkward and like, what the hell is she even talking about? But this is the thing, right? There's the gap, the gap from you wanting to speak your truth, but you not wanting to be misunderstood and alienating your audience. So you say nothing, but in you saying nothing, you are, anytime you silence yourself about something that's important to you, it's not good for your health. And we spoke about this on a previous podcast. I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm going to encourage you to do is that to use your voice, to use your voice and just understand that there are some people who are going to be so committed to misunderstanding you, no matter how amazing and eloquent and soft you portray your message. There's going to be people that be like, oh, she's a fucking idiot. What is she even talking about? no matter how much love you say it in. So are you just always going to be silent about things that are important? Or are you going to have the courage this year to be like, man, I'm really going to step out there and I'm going to start even start. You can start by asking questions, my love. You don't need to be like, hey, I think this X, Y, Z. You can even position yourself as like, you know what I've been thinking about? You know what's been on my heart? You know what's been confusing me? I find it really interesting about this. What do you think about this? Ask your audience, like, what do you think about this? You know, I'm, I'm really confused about that. Like, show your vulnerability, show your authenticity, show that you care about these issues, show that these issues matter to you. Because at the end of the day, you have to do what's right, not what's popular. Because when you do what's popular, but it's not what's in alignment with your soul, you're betraying yourself. 
So for me, it's, it's something that I've worked on for years and years. So I'm pretty grounded in it. But I just know, you know, that the world is unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen in 2023. So for me, it's always remembering, Mars, you stand up for what's right, even if you it means standing alone. And that really means like, even if I lose friends, even if I lose followers, even if people don't understand me, that's okay. They will understand me in time. I need to understand myself first. And you know what? Most people don't understand themselves at all. So why are you worried about how they understand you? They don't even fucking know themselves. Who are they to cast judgment on you when they don't even have the level of self-awareness to know who they truly are, right? They're too busy impressing people that don't even know who they are, that don't even care about them. So why do you, why does their opinion matter? It shouldn't matter. Okay. And then finally, my third mantra is never forget why you started. And this applies to everything, whether it's your business, your relationship, your, your health. Is always remember why you started because things get hard and things get complicated. And motivation is a fleeting feeling that comes and goes. So you need to maintain the discipline to stay on those goals. And sometimes having the discipline becomes easier when you remember your why. And so for as long as your why stays the same, like I'm doing this because dot, 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 then you owe it to yourself to keep maintaining, chasing that goal, embodying that goal, stepping into that goal and working on that. Because you're not going to wake up inspired every day. Your business isn't going to feel good to you every day. This is why I, I don't, you know, I'm not on the bandwagon of like, you know, only take inspired action or only when it feels in alignment, but that's not how we move forward. And so there is an element of that that I do believe in, but there are times when the most loving thing you can do for yourself is to give yourself a loving kick in the pants. Discipline is one of the greatest acts of self-love because it's deciding to do what is in the highest good for you and for your future and in alignment with your goals rather than what feels good right now. I often talk about the difference between gratification and fulfillment. You know what gratify me right now? eating another chocolate chip cookie. But you know what will really help me be fulfilled? It's if I go run those stairs tonight and I feel lean and strong a month from now. And I feel proud of what I've done with my health. So those were just three of my mantras. I do have more, but I thought these would be ones that may resonate for you. And I'm going to really encourage you to, whether you've written goals for this year or not, that's irrelevant. What can you do for yourself right now that's going to set the tone for the year to come? What do you want to live by? What are some mantras that you can write down that you can even put on post-it notes, have it in your bathroom, in your office, in your car, wherever that's really going to help remind you of what your purpose is for this year, who you are, what you value, and what you're committed to achieving this year. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. 
I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.